Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, everybody out there. This is Keith Roberson, and you are listening to Thank God for the Group Chat. Today with me, I have Victoria... I'm refraining from saying your last name, Wilson. (laughs) Said it last week. I'll say it again. Thank God there are millions of me. No, there's only one you. (laughs) Millions of my name is very common. That's what I'll say. Yo, I'll I'll talk about it later. But there's mad me's too. Mad me's. Um, I got a couple me's too. Daryl Gates, Daryl Gates is. Yeah, I have like three cousins named Daryl Gates. No lie. <laughs> <laughs> they ran out of names. They were one, like, just yeah, names. one one spelled with one R. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it was a little unique. The, is the is the other one is is it like spelled with three R's to differentiate? No, nah, it's just the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we. We also have Daryl Gates in the building, a.k.a. Side One. I will introduce him because you guys don't know who he is, but he is definitely a friend of the show. We played his music um, quite a few times on this show. Um, great, great, great brother in the Lord. Um, Daryl is a producer, songwriter, worship leader, youth pastor, um, deacon, et cetera, et cetera. Like whatever you need him to be for the Lord, that's what he is. And so welcome. Thank you so much. It is, it's an honor to have everybody that comes on this show, come on this show, but we appreciate you, man, for, for being here, man. Thank you. I'm honored, man. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Um, felt like the subject matter, um, needed someone like you today. Um, you know, so really glad to have you here. Um, so like we do always at this time, how are you guys feeling? What did you guys do this past weekend? Mm, I'm better. I'm okay. Better than last week. Last week was a hot mess, but I felt like it was, um, yeah, so I'm doing better. This weekend, I did a socially distanced picnic for one of my best friends, well, good friend's birthdays. Um, and then Sunday, I was like at West End Park for what? What does a socially distanced picnic look like? You're like outside. Everybody's appropriately spaced apart on their own little islands, basically. Like you just further apart, like you six feet away and stuff and six to ten feet but yeah how like how closely did you guys follow these guidelines 
pretty closely. We all had our own blankets. So I feel like you have very like-minded friends that don't play games. I do, which is why I'm okay with there's like a very select group of people that I'm okay seeing. I feel like I feel like you think you a free spirit, but like you're mad, no nonsense. I don't think I'm a free spirit. (laughs) (laughs) At all. Like what? Everybody wants to be a free spirit. I love it though. You owning it. You're like, yeah, I was like, no, I'm not Lucy very, Lucy. I'm, with I'm me. Very, like, no. Very in, in my- <laughs> this is how it needs to be done. Okay. Context. I'm I love it because I'm I wonder if Victoria thinks that she's like super free. No. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> I like planning an organization. So Okay. Um, but yeah, so all my friends know, like, mm-hmm. if we're hanging out, like, not like we're not playing around. Right. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And then Sunday, I was telling you a few weeks ago how I was getting involved with like this grassroots organization to do some events for like healing and restoration specifically for black women. So the first one of those was yesterday. I didn't participate. I was like on the other side of the park, but um, I helped like with the setup, but it was really beautiful though. Like there was like yoga, there was meditation. We did some political education. Um, and then um, there were also just like some discussions around just like self care and like making sure to like, you know, put yourself first in a lot of what's going on right now so that we can continue to be present in a very long fight um but yeah so the hope is to do those monthly now um but it was beautiful to watch and then i came home and was in the bed so what park was this west end park trying to picture west end park is the park right across the um like by the wendy's it's not far off from the wendy's no like you take right by the uh cemetery i don't know if it's i feel like it is close to a cemetery the funeral funeral home i don't know but it's like right when you get off the exit for Ralph David Abernathy and you know, instead of turning right, you can go like kind of like jut straight across. It's literally right there. Yeah. But yeah, it was I'm done. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Shout Jared, <laughs> why? Bro. What is going on? Jay Paul Sings has entered the group chat. <laughs> Jay, what's up, man? Can he? Can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us yet. Um, Daryl, what's going on, man? Oh yeah, his audio is connected. Daryl, what's what's up? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was good. Um, oh. Saturday, I had a. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. Are you good? My bad. Go ahead. Jay, what's uh, up? So, you said so what's up? Me, um, all right, he, he just being Hello, Jared. You can talk. We can. You can. He gave me oh, okay. the time. He ain't saying anything. What you up, doing? man? What's up, man? Where you headed to? Man, I just left this uh, shop. I was looking for a shop to film some stuff in. I'm okay. headed to the house. Awesome. So, um, I don't. I don't know if you guys ever met, but I know you guys have exchanged. Um, music and like conversation and stuff like that. So officially, side one, 
This is J. Paul Sings. J. Paul Sings, side one, a.k.a. What's up? What up? What up? So, Daryl. I'm um, a fan, bro. What'd he say? He said he was a fan. Appreciate it, my G. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so, Daryl, what's yeah. up? How was your weekend? Yeah, so my weekend was great. Um, Saturday, we had our baby shower for our baby boy that we were having. Um, Congratulations, officially good. on the Thank podcast. You. Yes, sir. It was, um, it was, uh, it was interesting the, the day of because it was supposed to be like 50% chance of rain. And mm-hmm. then, so like I was praying, my wife's praying, mom's praying, everybody's praying for God to hold back the rain. Yeah. So uh, we can have this outside, and um, it ended up working good. You know, it, yeah, it, it drizzled like for a good like two minutes, and then it was shade for the rest of the day. So, Those so pictures we had a great time, great. great turnout. A lot of people came by. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I'll explain, put the pictures up later on once I get them. But explain what a drive-by baby shower looks by looks like. Yeah. So. I don't know. If you I didn't know it was gonna be like until I, I was there. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, it just yeah, drive by baby shower or drive by a baby pull up. I don't know, but we we were there outside and um, what it was we had like our we had like a staff I guess you could say and um, people would drive like they they um had the lines of cars coming in and then once once one car goes by they drop off the gift to the staff and they bring it to us they wait take pictures they have to. And they keep moving so everybody can go, you know. Um, but they didn't know. They didn't know that they can, like, some people who we've been around, they didn't know that they can stay. Like, once they drove around, they could stay. They, like, get closer pictures if they wanted to. A lot of people came down from up north, and then, like, they stayed for a good, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, you guys could have hung out. You took, you drove 40 minutes to be here for 10 minutes. So I'm like, you know, you yeah. could have hung out with us for a little bit. That's but, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, was, it was good. Yeah. So. Jay, yeah. how was your weekend, man, before we get into these uh, topics? Man, it was straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a, um, um, we mowed the lawn yesterday, and uh, uh, my next-door neighbor's birthday party was on Saturday, so we just went over there and hung out. It was real low-key. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah that was it. Dope, man. <laughs> um... I want to shout out everybody listening to us, sitting at home, everybody listening to us that still has to go to work. Um, just shout out. Thank you guys for being here with us today. Um, so I do have a couple UFRs, um, and one is a little bit more in depth. Um, I want to I want to officially say her name because I know that we I didn't get it right last week. Vanessa Guillen. Vanessa Guillen. And um, are there any updates on on that situation? I don't have any. No updates? No. Okay. So, again, Vanessa again um, was a young lady who was in the armed forces that was um, sexually assaulted and ultimately um, murdered. And we are just now finding out about this. And um, it's been going on for a while. And. They found her, and then they wound up finding other people buried in the same place that she was buried in, and it's it's just utterly ridiculous. More on that, more on that at another time as as it develops. Also, UFR. Last week we talked about on on a little bit of a lighter note. We talked about uh, 
if you if you just joined us within the past year or so or within the past two years, you might not have heard um an episode where Jared um <laughs> where Jared brought up this idea of potential bestiality in um the Garden of Eden. Um mm. <laughs> No, explain it. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. No, that's it. That's the recap. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. That's it. <laughs> Victoria makes jokes about it from time to time. Hilarious. We we all bring. I try not to talk about it because we are not our past offenses. You know. But um, I want to have like a little little court, wholesome court right here, and we deal with it right now and get it off the table, so never to be dealt with or spoken of ever again. <laughs> right. Okay. So I listened to the episode um, a couple of days ago. I, I sped up to the part. <laughs> I sped up to the part where you know where where it took place. Um, we were originally talking about, do we believe in the one? Like, is there such thing as a one for, you know, relationship wise? Um, Victoria originally said no. Lon said no. Jared said no. Um, and upon Jared saying no to further his point, um, he brought up the Garden of Eden and he was saying that, um, Adam, that could have been the first sin, is what you said. Right. You said you said there has. Be, I think you started changing your answer to like from no to a yes. Maybe I can't maybe, remember. Maybe because you you were saying it could have been the first sin because Adam could have. Um, instead, he could have chosen like one of the animals. Yes, before and I was like, and it it shifted because I was like, no, nah, because. He didn't, they didn't know sin until the, you know what I mean? Up until that point, they were perfect. Right. I mean, and so he wouldn't have known sin. And so that's how, like, I think it got mixed up in that conversation. Like, right. we were trying to, you were trying to prove two points at one time. Right. You know what I mean? And then all we got from it was, Dag, Jared doesn't, Jared a nasty dude. <laughs> oh my god Heck no. yeah so i just want to um if you have if you have any final words before i uh I, I vindicate you week, from these charges when we talked about it last week i i explained what i was trying to say last week <laughs> so you basically said please <laughs> please see my previous podcast right okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. I ain't gonna say nothing this week because then it might be something else. <laughs> oh, this nigga said that you be out here with snakes. What? Like, what? No, I did not say that. I'll, I'll ask Lon to play a clip right around here to to know exactly what um, Jerry said. But um, yes. we, I, I believe that you are exonerated, sir, from these these previous what we thought were offenses. Yeah. I definitely feel as though the Lord is like gives us grace to say, gives us the Bible, and then gives us the ability and the grace to go. Hey, here you go. Like here you go. These like choose according to what I've given you, what I've told you. 
what I'm saying? So just like um, God with Adam and Eve was like, like there's not a person, there's no one suitable for you. So let me give you some, something else. I mean, that could have been the first sin. Like Adam could have been like, I want this kangaroo. You know what I'm saying? Wait, what? Back, back up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that. I'm just saying like that. He, there was no one suitable enough for Adam. Okay. God gave him the woman. Mm-hmm. Adam could have chosen anything else. Obviously not, Jerry. What do you mean? Obviously not. Obviously, it wasn't God's design for him to choose anything else. If he, if God says. If God said it is not good for man to be alone, and then created a woman right. for him, right? Hold on, but He gave him a choice. He gave him a choice, just like He gave him a choice for everything else. It wasn't His design for him to eat that for him to eat the fruit either. But He never said like, "I'll give you this woman. <laughs> don't don't start procreating with these other animals." He didn't. He didn't but it could have happened. I'm just saying, like, uh, that, this is a like, slippery slope. I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. I'm just saying. Like, oh, yeah. They was talking about right. that. So, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there was a choice. There was a choice that could have been made before this. And Adam, like, clearly there was no one for him. God was like, here you are. Mm-hmm. This is the, like, yeah. this is what I want you to go after. This is what I want you to chase after. So, For us trying to tie this all back around I'm to us, I'm trying to see. <clears throat> I'm saying there's a lot out here. Okay. Somebody who people, yes, people. Okay, there's a lot of people out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can go with somebody who's not for like non-Christian, mm. none of that. Yeah, who's not for us? The Lord is like, I've given you plenty of these for yous. Mm. Don't go after these. This is not for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've got a lot to choose from. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like the Lord is just going, oh, here's just this one person. Here's these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy these people that I've put around you um, and, like, get to know, fall in love with, and then that will be your one person that you're supposed to be with. So... I was saying all of that to say, like, he's given us the grace to choose. I felt like, I really feel like Adam could have chosen wrong in going, ah, you look great. However, I want to go do something stupid. Again, this is, as as Victoria was saying, this is before the fall. Right. So there's no bestiality before the fall. (laughs) Like I said, that could have been the first sin. The first sin wasn't that. But I'm saying there's a lot of theories going on right, right. here right now. No, so of- they, I mean, this is fine. They so they didn't know the difference between good and evil prior to them eating eating mm-hmm. the fruit. So that's that's the first sin. There there was no disobedience. They were perfect. You know right. what I'm saying? So I don't. I yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah, this is this is a whole separate topic. Okay, yeah. so the tree of knowledge, good and evil, is the thing that made them uh-huh. start to want to do something else. Like that's what brought sin into the world. Yes. I get that. However, 
I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know there what could have been a point to where this brother was just like, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, I didn't know that was wrong. Right. <laughs> no, man. You're not rocking with this. So anyway, yeah. I feel like there's... There's an anyway. I feel like there's... there's. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm rocking with Lon. I'm rocking with Lon on... I, we, I apologize. I can't speak for Victoria. Victoria Trinidad. I mean, I still love you. I feel like that's the most important thing here. Whatever, like, man. I still love you immensely. No, you don't. Uh-uh, but you I need me. to go back and listen to it for myself. You want me to be out here uh, <laughs> preaching the wrong stuff? I don't. That's why I keep <laughs> trying to be like, don't talk no more. Let it right. go. Oh. I was when I first heard y'all like wait till Tony Evans get a load <laughs> of this. Uh, <laughs> get a load of this. <laughs> <laughs> now I know I ain't never teach him none of that. <laughs> <laughs> so although that might have been the first, well that wasn't the first sin, but although right. eating from the tree was the first sin it most definitely is not the last sin it was the sin that begat all of these sins that we have encountered and to use will smith's word transgressed with um um leading up till now so um yeah so uh jada pinkett as we talked about uh last week um and indulged in a relationship with august alcina for quite some time um and no, she didn't. She was entangled. Entanglement. <laughs> An entanglement, which is the correct word to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you look up the definition, have, having a complicated relationship is is one of the definitions of entanglement. Mm. I saw a meme yeah. that said, "I saw a meme that said, um, Ti <laughs> Ti is upset that uh, she used <laughs> the word before he did." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I saw another meme that had Will Smith on one side and it said entanglement, and then it had Ike Turner from the movie and it said entranglement. I was like, I'm not doing oh, no. this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> did you guys? <laughs> did you guys read the um or did you watch the Red Table Talk? Um, yeah. What are y'all thoughts? They weird. That's my thoughts. Yeah, like I, I understand. Agree. I understand bad marriage for life. Like I mean, okay, cool. Don't like everybody's gonna have a. a no, nobody's marriage is gonna be perfect. But ah, uh, that's what you got from that. What? That's such a that's such a glass half full outlook on that on that saying. I ain't mad at the way that you thought about that. Right, but I'm just like, come on, man. Like y'all don't don't sit here and. and and knuckle bump each other, fist bump each other. <laughs> Talking about some bad marriage for life. That was the, <laughs> fam, that was the corniest thing in life. Right. Oh, it's definitely scripted. I cringe when I said that. <laughs> I cringe, it was very cringeworthy. Right. Yeah. Anybody but, else? But for me, like I, yeah. like, I didn't, um, like, I was on a computer, and my, my wife, she, she played it in the background, and I was like, like bad, like like we said, a bad match from life. I'm like, I'm like, like I get that you're you're married 
for like through thick through thick and thin and like for better or for worse you know mm -hmm. so i i do get that plus it was like they've been married for 20 plus years so i'm like yeah. you know at that point for me i'm like where are you going you know what i mean like he's like i get you know like and it's like you gotta really hold told to those vows you know that uh and plus like for them it's looked like it's more of a partnership like a lifelong partnership you know they mm -hmm. have a business together they got kids who are in the business so it's like they're looking mm -hmm. at it from like a wholesome like partnership so it's like you know all right we like we like her l was like you know we took one together as a team we we all took that L. you know it's like now we build from that so i kind of get it from that perspective as well mm -hmm. but it was just interesting i'm like these guys are weird i love <laughs> not weird i love them but they're they weird <laughs> mm -hmm. um I agree with that point of like, I feel like at this point, it very much is more of like a partnership slash business arrangement. Um, but I was telling some of my friends, I was like, I also feel like just from like some of the other interviews that I've seen Will Smith do, I feel like he is definitely someone who like takes his, well, hmm, to a certain extent, takes his vows very seriously in the sense of like, we're in this like we're going to stay in this because we made this vow and like no matter what like we not like it's not ending because i remember another red table talk he was talking about like his ex-wife and how he had met jada when they were still married and divorce wasn't even something he would or was considering with his ex because of the fact that like he was like well we were married we made this commitment to each other so i was just going like we were just going ride it out until the end and so i feel like will is definitely i think that's a big part of this um and then it also being just like a business partnership at this point um but another thing i gathered was like i mean i gathered personally like both of them were doing some things yeah um but Jada just unfortunately picked someone who was in a very fragile state yeah. and that backfired. So yeah. it really came down to like, I mean, for lack of a better term, like Will just chose the right people to be <laughs> involved with. And had the right contract. Exactly. He had some NDAs, I'm sure. Got some NDAs um, going off. But then August, like that was just a... It's like says so she chose wrong. He was like, I got I got enough money to get past whatever lawsuit is coming my way. She's a mess, but yeah. Um <laughs> man, uh I'm not surprised by any of it. You know, um they've been hinting, yo, Jaden, what up? What's going on, guy? Baby Jay. Look at them cheeks. Yeah. Little Jaden has oh, entered the podcast. His face. Yeah. So cute. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm not surprised what? by anything that um that has taken place. <laughs> uh they've hinted at for years about having an open marriage. Um again, I don't know if I said this, but I know people that know them and they, you know, they're, they'll be at clubs and stuff. Um, 
and they'll say, look, um, I, I, they come back with somebody else and they say, look, I got this person. They ready to do this. You ready to go? Da, 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 da. Data has had girlfriends. Data has had boyfriends. Will has had different people. People forget about the Eva Mendez situation. People forget about the uh, Margot Robbie situation. I'm like, that was weird. Like, you out with Margot Robbie quite a lot. Y'all have done, like, three movies back to back together. What is this about? Um, and so... Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised by any of it. It's like it's stuff that we've known for years. It's things that they that they've hinted at on the red table talk for quite a while. Like when like Jerry said last week, like you you gonna be over here and I'll be over here. And and her mom was like, I've always thought that was weird. <laughs> I'm like, there it is, y'all. I said that when that when it was happening. I'm like, now we know. You know, so but that you know, so that part isn't surprising to us. So we can move past that. My question is, as a group of believers, you know, a group of, you know, one, two, three, four of us, we are Christians, and I believe. Well, Jared is married. Um, Lon is married. Um, Daryl is married. Victoria aspires to be married at some point in life. She said not right now, but she does have desires to be married. Um, what does it look like to be married in 2020 as a believer? Or what should it look like to be married? That's the better question, because we know what it looks like. But what should it look like? Yeah, uh, I think for me, um, it's been more like um, transparency with one another, um, but also for you know, cause I look at marriage as a, like, you know, as, as Christ in the church. So it's like, we're a representation of, of Christ together. You know, now we're unified. So everything that we do, it's, it's an example of Christ in the church. And so by our lifestyle, things that we do, the things that we post on social media, people to see, it's like, is it reflecting God, you know, in a, in a certain way? And I, and I, and it's like, you know, and it's like, like you're still being who you are. You're still showing your personality and stuff at the end of the day, like, you know, I, I want our relationship to have people aspire to be like, man, like, I want that, you know, I want a godly marriage. I want to have a wholesome, you know, um, yeah, like a, a godly marriage for people to, to see and to really draw closer to, to God by mm-hmm. seeing that, you know, and that, that there's, there's love and that there is, you know, and, and, and thinking about it is like, nobody's perfect. You know, we're not perfect. We're still human, you know, but it's like, we, we, we recognize that, you know, we're going to use this time that we have together to be intentional, um, you know, for the way that people see us, the way that we carry ourselves around people, you know, it's just, yeah, that's just how I see it. Just transparency um, and more so like being an example of a, a godly marriage to the best that we can. You know, we're not, like, again, we're not perfect, but we're trying to be an example. What's, What's a godly marriage? Uh... I would say a uh, marriage that is God sent this dude that we um that <laughs> that background lit though. I just no, I mean, okay. Um, well, there we go. We can see you. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. No, you're good. So um, uh, look at us in marriage. Just like just like our direction and our plans, how we base our life. Um. 
you know, it's from, from that point of view, like, as far as like, you know, even wanting to, to the point of us having kids, like, so like, all right, guy, like we would like to have a kid around this time, but whatever your will is for us, you know, like, what do you want us to do as far as ministry wise? And then being that we wanted a kid earlier, it didn't happen, mm. but God had us involved in ministry more. And so, and mm. that it taught us a lot of, it taught us discipline and taught us how to, to serve kids, to, to do certain things. So I feel like God was using that process to groom us into being parents, you know? Um, and so I think that now is the right time for us that he placed us at the right time to have a kid so that we can show that same discipline and, you know, the trend up a child and the way they should go. So in all the ways I want to part into our household. And then from that generation to the next, you know, leaving, leaving an example, like, you know, just God centered and everything that we do, we try to um, go to God first before we make our decisions. Mm. You know, as um, Victoria, as, um, as a, Budding, well, I don't know, as a person that has um, parents that are married still, you know I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen, you've seen two people be married. I, I don't know your family dynamic or anything like that, but you can speak to this, you know? Um, so what are your thoughts on it? Like as a, like in 2020 and going forward, as we live this life and as things change and as, um, people change around us. Like, should we keep the same standards that we've had? You know what I mean? Or should we, like, what can we, what can we, what can be malleable in a relationship and what has to remain the same for the believer? Hmm. Um, I mean, I learned very early on within my parents' marriage that communication is paramount. Um, and so because of that, like, that's something that I actively and aggressively work on a lot with myself and my current relationships, because I see how crucial that is. Um, and like a cornerstone for a successful marriage. Mm. Um, I think another thing that, I don't know, I sometimes feel like I've noticed that a lot of the times social norms get mixed up with like belief systems. Um, and so with that, I mean, in terms of like the malleable, like what should be adapted, like what are things that we can work on and change? I think in terms of like gender ro- gender roles and like the traditional sense of like, you know, the woman stays home, she's a stay at home mom, the dad is the provide like financial provider. Um, I think that there is a need to expand the way that we define what a provider is because i mean you can have someone who provides financially but if they're not providing emotionally spiritually like there's so there's a full spectrum in my mind at this point of what providing looks like and there are some that may be more important in a certain relationship dynamic than they are in others mm-hmm. um i mean for me personally looking at my trajectory right now financially Generally, like, I'm actually okay. Like, that's not really why I'm looking <laughs> to be married. And I know... Oh, I think no. that's it. I'm okay. Okay. No, and that's not to say, like, I don't want you to bring something to the table. Like, I'm not... <laughs> but I'm saying, like... <laughs> and they're, like... Like, even, like, sociology books that I've read, um, a lot of women got married because, like, it was their way to... It was, like, their get-out-of-jail 
free card. Like it was like what, the way that they were able to like leave their parents home and like or go off. But then it's just like, but then they just get back right into a very similar situation of like they're not allowed to work or they shouldn't work or they're not encouraged to work. And the man is handling all of this. And so I don't know. All of this to say, there are a lot of ways to be provided for or to provide for your family. And I think that that's something that should be heavily considered. Um, and then I think like as much as like, I believe love is a choice as much as you should continuously choose your partner. I do think that there is space to celebrate and acknowledge individual growth. I think there's always this concept of marriage that like y'all do everything the same way together. Like you don't have your individuality and I recognize for me, that's something that's really important. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to morph or like stifle parts of myself for the sake of like forcing a relationship to fit. Mm. Um, because mm. I'm seeking this person to provide something for me that I haven't been able to find. And this feels like a way out. Um, so I definitely want a relationship where like, we're definitely growing together, but still sub- celebrating our individuality and our individual growth because people, you don't stop growing. People are always evolving. And I think in a marriage, it's like respecting that, like you don't have to love it, but respect it and being adaptable to that. Um, and then I think the last thing is just, and this is something I feel like I see in a lot of like current relationships. It's just somebody said on Instagram the other day, and I was like, that makes a ton of sense. But they were like, basically like, do you want to be right? Or do you want relationship? And that really comes down to like, not everything is like, you don't, not everything needs to be like this huge blowout discussion. Like, what do you, like what is more important essentially it comes down like what's more important your relationship and being one with this person or your pride so mm-hmm. i think that's just another thing to always just be mindful of because i feel like we're all very you know especially millennials we're very individualized we're like go get like we want to make all these things happen for ourselves and like we always want to be like there's this tendency to want to be right but at the end of the day in terms of like a, a godly marriage and a godly relationship it's like understanding what's more important to you is it the relationship or is it you being right for the sake of your pride and your ego hmm. that's Thank good you. that is good it was alright <laughs> <laughs> looking like you went a nightclub <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> okay. they, they coming y'all they coming <laughs> <laughs> They coming, don't leave. They say they they say they ten minutes away. <laughs> Jay, what what are your thoughts? You know, I need I mean, you married. Perspective. What does it look like? And I know you guys, you know, well, I feel I could say this because you guys have been very vocal about um you guys' marriage and things of that nature. Um yeah. post um you post, you post some some things sometimes that I'm like, oh wow, this isn't what <laughs> Jazz gonna get in trouble for this, you know. So, um, <laughs> so like, you know, as a, as a believer, what should it look like? You know, what should marriage look like? <sighs> Man, and thank Don't you, Victoria, married, for answering um my compound question. I feel like you hit all my points. Go ahead. 
Don't get married. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I got. Um, now I'm just playing. So that's what was it? That's what hey, was it? Well, that's real. That's a fair perspective. <laughs> but I feel like Paul also was like, man, I got I got too much stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? He already knew where he was. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know. That was I feel like that was just Paul's. That was his calling. That I think that's a, it takes a special person to say I don't I don't need anybody. Mm. Or you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't need to I don't, to be married. I don't need com- I don't need companionship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think that takes a special person. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, so based off of what I saw from my parents growing up, I just saw um, I literally saw exactly what the Bible said, like. Women respect your husband, husband, love your wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And even when it was a, uh, my stepdad has to have surgery on his back and he's down for a while. Um, instead of my mom just making a decision, like she's, let me come to you. Let's talk about it real quick. You know what I'm saying? Let's figure this thing out. Um, like my mom needing to have, her, um, what do you call it? Her, her, her shocks fixed on her car. Um, and my stepdad's like, man, I love you. Um, I don't trust, um, uh, uh, mechanics and stuff like that. So let me get online and figure out a way to do this myself. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a loving way of saying, man, I, I want to make sure that you're fully taken care of in all ways. Mm. Um, and since I don't fully trust the mechanic, to do what they're supposed to do, oil changes and all of that stuff. I, I've seen and I know that they do things that are wrong sometimes. Let me love. Let me be loving in how I handle this, even this small of a situation with you. Um, and now, mind you, not everybody is able or willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? But if you have somebody you trust, you know, whatever, and deal with them. But I just, that's how I saw, like, those things being handled at home. Um, and to the point to where, that's how I handle stuff. You know what I'm saying? Something needs to be done around the house. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to cut something up and I'm going to so, uh, 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 screw it together and bam, it's fixed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I feel like people always say, man, you have to die to yourself, die to yourself and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what does that look like? Like, how does that look for real? Like, practically at home and i feel like that's what it looks like like my stepdad didn't know a whole bunch about carpentry and how to build stuff and how to fix on cars and all that stuff but he was willing to to say man i i don't know how to do it but i'll go out here and figure it out because i want to make sure that you are fully taken care of um and it's not always just like it's not yes it is spiritual but it's not always solely spiritual Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um yeah, and that's, I mean, like I said, that was just my example. I mean, those were my examples growing up and from what I saw. Um, and before that, I never saw anything. You know what I'm saying? I, I only saw my mom handling stuff herself. And when I turned 16, my stepdad came into my life. And that's when, you know what I'm saying, things things changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, me and Aaron, of course, us being an interracial uh, marriage or relationship, whatever you want to call it, um, our parents were very similar in that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that's why we get along so much with each other's parents or in-laws or whatever, however you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, they're in-laws, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, for me, in short form, that's what a marriage looks like. Like, 
how are you? Yes, die to yourself. Be as spiritual as you want to be with that thought and that idea. But how do you show that in your marriage? How do you practically, how does that show up in your marriage every day? Um, and that's something that you got to think about every day. I mean, being quick to re- being quick to apologize and repent for, hey, we just went off on each other. Um, and even if she comes to me first, am I willing to, all right, you're right. Yeah, I did. I did trip out. I did say some some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Will you forgive me? And then be willing to say, I'm not going to do that again, no matter how mad or upset I am at you. Um, just, look, you know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. Like, those are the practical dying to self daily things that, you know what I'm saying, I think about when I'm talking about marriage. Mm. So. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Yep. Real quick, let's hit these real quick. As believers... If we are separated from our partners, if we're separated, do we have carte blanche to find other relationships, like to occupy our time? No. <laughs> this stuff no. seems like to us. It seems like, of course not. But you know, you you got some people that are like, yeah, you know what I mean. Nah. And what what is the what is distinction, the distinction from being a believer in a marriage and not being a believer in a marriage? If, you know what I mean? Like, cause to a lot of people, it's just paper that you write on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll say this as a, as a, if you're a non-believer to me, marriage don't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, to me in a marriage, it only makes sense if you, if you are a believer, being married only makes sense if you are a believer because yeah. it's whatever you define it to be. If you're not a believer, you know yep. what I mean? And you just going off of whatever the world says marriage should be. And that's, and that's sinking sand. You know what I mean? So there's nothing yeah, There's really nothing keeping y'all together, but a piece of paper, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, well, why do we do this? So we could, you know, we get, tax deductions and this, that, and the third, or, you know, it's just a piece of paper, like for the believer. No, it is, it is a covenant, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you know, um, as believers, should we have multiple partners? No. No. no, no, I mean, cause bro, like, I don't, yeah. I mean, you, you getting tied up, you know what I'm saying? Emotionally, like that's what sex does. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it it's an emotional tie. And then you getting tied up with somebody, emo- one person emotionally, then let alone a couple different people. That's why I like when folks, I, I mean, I, I know friends who are, who have, who have gone away from their Christian morals and values and are now like, I'm, I'm whoever they want to be at this point. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whoever they want to be at this point. And are willing to say that are now going into polygamy is like we were never meant to be with one person, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, bro, like I've seen way too many situations outside of polygamous relationships where people are like, oh, I'm dating two different people, but I got my main chick and I don't care about the other ones. But when you see her out somewhere with another dude with her cousin, you ready to flip out. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that don't make sense. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that, that stuff is stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, that's too much. You have some women that buy into that, too. Yeah. You know, like, they'll be like, men aren't meant to be monogamous. Right. right. 
And, you know, so they don't mind being a side chick or they don't mind me being the bottom chick. They don't mind being, oh, well, I'm the third on his roster or whatever it is, because they are of that mindset that men aren't to, you know, it kind of feeds into this thought of women are property, you know, and women are meant to be dudes, toys or whatever it is. And, and I don't, I can't, I can't imagine how, um, you know, like what that does psychologically, I can't even imagine what that does. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that sounds like that scissor, uh, that scissor song. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I hate that song. I mean, I it too. sounds good sonically. It sounds it, it good. Sounds, it, it sounds great, but I hate the words to that song because I'm like, no, man, don't be that. Mm, don't be that. Don't be <laughs> the weekend. Right, the weekend. Yeah, let the weekend be the weekend. Right, yeah, you take Monday, Thursday. Mm. I was like, what? Right, yeah. that'll be the weekend. Um, I am not married. Um, as you all know, um, Daryl had a had a baby shower this week on Saturday. Um, uh, we shared that day. I wasn't able to come to his because I was attending my own baby shower. Um, so to those, <laughs> so for everyone that's been speculating and asking me what's been going on, um, <clears throat> uh, yes, I will soon be a father. Um, this is the most uncomfortable, well, second most uncomfortable thing I've ever had to endure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um I don't know. I feel I would feel better if you guys ask me questions. That's cause that's kind of like how I approach this. Okay. You know, um I keep to myself unless asked about this. You know what I mean? I will, yeah, yeah. I'll never I'm deny, the same way. Yeah, I'll never deny my child and I'm very happy. I'm very excited. But um and you guys know, all of you guys know this isn't your you guys' first time hearing this. Yeah, yeah which is why I feel comfortable with you guys. And I kind of need you guys in this very moment. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, if we can, if we can do that, that would be great. Just, even if it, even if it seems dumb to you, even if you feel like, you know, already, if you can ask me and then I can answer it, that would be amazing. So well, number first, one, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No. I love it. I love it. I yeah. thought everyone go. was going to be quiet. No, I was like, I go. Go. Yes. You know what I'm let's, let's dive into yes. it. Bro, Thank you. Um, no, no, go, Jerry, go, no, you go. go. I give up. I give up. Oh, go. Anyways, we're so excited. Um, wait, okay. So when is the baby due? Um, she's due August second, but we, we <laughs> she's due August second, but she's not gonna make it to August. Um, she's not gonna make it to August. Oh, yeah, she's already a centimeter dilated. My yeah. God! Yeah, oh my baby. gosh! Yeah, she's gonna come wow. this month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, August second would have been great because August fourth is probably the best day of the year. Yeah. Um, babies <laughs> to be born. Um, right. right. But no, nah, man, we happy for you, bro. Like that <laughs> was what doing? I was gonna say. First off, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate we happy it. for you. Appreciate um, um, how do you feel being a like potential dad? Like, what are some things you like, man? I wanna teach i want to make sure that i um yeah i want to teach um well first of all to answer that i'm 
super excited that it's a girl. Super excited that it's a girl. I have always wanted to, well, I don't know, like, but I'll, I'll say in the past 10 years, I've wanted to raise a, raise a young woman that saw what a man was and would be able to go out into this world and know how to be treated and know how to treat other people based off of the example that she saw. Um, and know like, oh, well, this is, this is good touch. This is bad touch in all aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? Based off of not only how my parents raised me, but more specifically how my father raised me and what he, and the things that he taught me. Um, so Number one, raising um, a young believer, that would be amazing, you know, but that's no guarantee, but I do pray that that takes place. Um, so I, I would love to raise salt and light in the world. You know, the Bible does say, um, be fruitful and multiply. And like, what are you multiplying from? You're multiplying from yourself. And so <clears throat> that's the thing that, um, that's one of the major things that I want to instill. So I'm, I'm super excited for that to be able to do that. So, uh, how how have your parents been during this whole process? Uh, they've been when I first told them they were super excited. They were super excited. I I don't. Um, but I realized people show excitement in two different ways. You know, so my my mom was like super excited and she was very like, you know, dem demonstrative. Like you could see how excited she was. My dad was more so reserved, but I saw how excited he was. And his my dad is an is an orator by trade, you know, so to see him not be able to always have the words to say, let me know how excited he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I had a question. Uh, I forgot it. I have another question. Go ahead. How how is it how is it going to work? Like how do you plan on um that's like co parenting um from where you are and then where um like the distance. How how, how do you lately lately that's been very, very hard. That's been the thing that I've been struggling with as of late. Um, none of these things, none of the issues that have been arising have blindsided me. They they still hurt as much as I thought that they would, but they haven't blindsided me. And so the plan is to be here for a year, establish myself, establish myself financially, you know, because, you know, it's a lot of moving around and it's a lot of moving pieces. You want to be able to create some sustainability and some, you know, and some, bound, not boundaries. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, it's like a like foundation, structure. structure and foundation. I knew it started with an S. And so, um, so I, I plan on being here for a year, you know, because she's a girl and she's less than one years old. So she needs her mother you know physically and mentally and emotionally i get that um and she need, but she needs me too and so after that year is up i do plan on moving just a little bit closer to be able to make that trip more often and less tiresome <clears throat> That's fair. um but you know me i'm i'm super transparent 
<laughs> whenever I whenever I speak. So uh um it started off as a partnership. It started off as something that we had planned on doing together in co-parenting. When I had agreed to it, operative word being agreed to this. Um and it's no longer that. It's turning into something else. And so now I'm looking into other avenues um, because to say less, but to say a lot, um, there's nothing that I won't do for my daughter because of that first question that I answered of being there and being able to raise my child. I need her to know um, a father's love more than anything, you know? Yeah. Because how you view how you view your how you view your father is indicative of how you're going to view God at first glance, you know. Because when you when you say father, you think about your father. You think about his absence or his presence or whatever it might be. And when you hear God the Father, of course you're going to equate that with well, how do father how are fathers and how are fathers towards me. And so <clears throat> that's just one less thing that I want her to struggle with. Hmm. Is there a dynamic between like your parents and her parents? What do you mean? Like, have, like, do they, have they met each other? Are they communicating with each other? <laughs> they met each other for the first time on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID-19 is still in effect heavily. So they've met each other for the first time. Um, I think, um, her mother and my mother have spoken, um, at length for a little bit. Yeah. Ask the real questions, y'all. Ask the real questions. We got a couple. I didn't know if we could go there. I'm saying go there. Okay. So how did this come about? Like, how did you reach this point of having a child coming? Um, I was, I met her when I was 17. Um, we became friends, you know, how you become Facebook friends and it's like, Hey man, this person's all right. Um, we became actual friends when we were about 25 years old. Um, upon that time, she, she, she told me that she had a, a condition called endometriosis. Now endometriosis is a disease that doesn't necessarily show up or you don't know that you have it until you're about 25, 26 years old. Um, It causes complications in your everyday life. Um, It is a horrendous experience from what I'm being told um, and from what I've heard other people telling me. Um, Another reason for, you know, me being an advocate, I'll say self-proclaimed, but I think I'm documented in this, being a self, being a proclaimed um, advocate for black women specifically, it is a disease that plagues black women um, primarily. <clears throat> not not solely, but primarily black women. Um, long story short, um, the disease punishes you for not being pregnant. So it's not cramps. It's worse than cramps. It is you are having contractions and you're not even pregnant. It's things like that. Um, and you just feel... Close to death. It's constant pain you're in. Um, Me being her friend, of course, I felt for that. Um, Also, she, you know, I'm like, okay, are you able to bear children? Da 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 da. 
And it was like, I don't, at a certain point, it was like, I don't know. The doctor says, I don't think so. And then she came up with a timeline. The doctor gave her a time frame in which she was able to have children. And so, um, <clears throat> and so I, you know, last year, August 19th, August 2019, no, 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 January 2019, I asked her how that process was going and how much time she had left. And by this time, I had been praying about it for years. Um, well, I had been thinking about it for years, and I had been praying about it for a year. And um, <clears throat> I asked her how that process was going. She told me that she had about a year or so left, the doctor told her. And, um, I've been praying about it. And so I just blurted it out without even thinking about it. And I said, Hey, if, um, you know, if you can't find a better suitor, if you don't think anyone is more suitable than myself, then I wouldn't mind doing it. And so, um, and doing that as in fathering the child, you know, um, she came to me months later in August of 2019 and asked me if I still was able to do it and if I still was down to do it. And I told her yes. And so um, in November of 2019, we went, I drove down to North Carolina um, and uh, we went to a fertility clinic and we got it done. Two weeks later, she told me that she was pregnant and that I was going to be a father. So <clears throat> dope. Yeah. Here we are. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for the people out here listening, you know what I'm saying? No, Keith wasn't out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's important. Right. I think that's important. You can't, you, know be doing, you can't be doing I pray this helps and um, thank right. God for the group chats and me posting all this Christian stuff. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you can. Right. You know what I mean? Because people jack up, but like, I'm I'm not out here living a life of Thought you were going to say land. something else. What? What you thought I was gonna say? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's important to know. Yeah, holiness is still right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> still right. <laughs> now, I think so. Number one, I, I definitely feel like because I know you, the the intent was, man, let me help my friend. Yeah. Then the yeah. intent became, I can't have a child not have a father those they they were one in the same okay you know they were one okay. in the same because i will i want to help my friend i can't have my friend's kid coming up without a dad right straight yeah. up mm -hmm. straight up <clears throat> and i think it's like stuff like that being explained even explained to the child will be helpful you know what i'm saying mm. like just speaking as a person who was adopted, I know I say it all the time, but knowing certain things helps you not go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for me, knowing, oh, I'm adopted and never from birth to 20 years old, never meeting either one of my biological people, like always knowing, oh, I'm loved by the family that I have, but why was I giving up? Mm. Why didn't y'all want me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for the for the child knowing right. like, no, this was a situation that your mom was in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I also wanted to love you as well. Um, this was exactly. not a a relationship. This was a, you know what I'm saying? So like exactly. knowing those things would definitely help. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I've never yeah. been, this was never off the table for me ever in life. It was something I had to think through because, you know, for multiple reasons, um, stuff that I wrestled with, but it was never anything that I ever said that I would never do. I've always been, um, can't say a proponent, but I've always been open to ideas of alternative means of fathering. Yeah. You know, whether it be, whether it be through adoption, whether it be through um, fostering or, or just, you know, big brothering, whatever it may be. I was always, you know, that was never, this is not, beside me you know yeah dope bro one more i got one more give me a heavy one though give me give me a heavy one <laughs> i did the last one i appreciated that one I, that one needed to be asked right we was both going at that one at the same time we like, All right, cool. you want us to ask you the good question yes <laughs> needed permission <laughs> so i want what you got man uh, let me see. Heavy question. That was a good. That was a good question. Last one, because <laughs> you broke it down with like you know like like the condition that she mm-hmm. had. And so, um, mm-hmm. like it, it's not like not even a question, but it's it's more so like you know like I, I like even hearing by like when you first sold that, like it was just a. Um, it, it really was like it, it it captured my heart because it's like not a lot of people would do that mm-hmm. you know it's like and it's like we we say that we're friends to people but if your friend is in need like that it's like are you willing to do you mm-hmm. know what i mean something like that and so when you when you said that i was like man like, mm-hmm. like would i be able to do something like that you know it's like mm-hmm. it's just like it shows like true the, uh it's the harder it's the harder guy i feel like you know it's mm-hmm. like you know what are you willing to do you know mm-hmm. for for your friends you know are you willing to to help them. And so it's just, I just, I'm so I wasn't encouraged by um, mm. just being, a, just being a believer. I was encouraged by the act of, of love that you've shown, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. example well. that you've shown. So I just, I'm just, yeah. Praise a lot God. of people wouldn't do that, man. So Praise I just, God. yeah. Well, Keep going crowd with the podcast. I mean, I mean, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the stuff I've been going through lately, yeah. you know, um, I needed, I needed to hear that. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't concoct this podcast or conjure up this podcast to be a therapy session, but I do yeah. appreciate, you know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. And I know I needed to get it out there. This isn't like a Drake type of situation. I wasn't the hiding the kid from the world or whatever he was saying. Yeah. But certain things are on a need to know basis. You know what I mean? And when people sure. need to know, they need to know. And I don't, I didn't want to continue like not, you know, because what I don't want to happen is me telling this story over and over and over. I don't think that's fair to her or to her mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I don't think that's fair. And so I want to say it one time for everyone. I, you know, I did it in waves. You know, I, I told um, the people I needed to tell the people who I didn't who I didn't think would judge me first. Then mm-hmm. I felt. I needed to tell the people who I think would judge me, but you're my friend. So I need, I need to tell you, you know what I mean? And then I told the people who just straight up needed to know. And then I'm like, let me tell the people who I don't mind knowing, but I know it's going to tell other people. So like whatever, you know? And so 
happened. Yeah. So when real, real quick, I'm sorry. When when no, you um when she w- went back to you in August and she said, "Are you still down?" Like to do to do it. Like did was there ever like a slight moment of like hesitation, you know, or like like was there any like, you know, maybe I like like did you ever second guess yourself in that moment once once she asked you again? Uh, second guessed it, no. Um, second guessed it, no. An immediate, an immediate, for lack of a better term, fright, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I said I would do, you know me, like if I say I'm going to do something, yeah. I'm going to do it. It might take longer than what I said I was going to mm-hmm. do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so she and said, the fact, my bad. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and the fact that this was like you said, if you're gonna, if you say you're gonna do something, it's gonna, it might take you a minute, but you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, it's like I don't have that long to think about it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, we gotta run it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I so, told yeah. her, she said, "Would you still be down?" And I said, "I wouldn't have told you that I would do it if I, you know what I mean? If I wasn't yeah. going to do it, if I was going to renege on it, you know." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I was about to say the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> I was about to say you don't you don't want to be a renegger like you don't want to be. <laughs> you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Are they canceling Indian Giver? Can you say that still? Probably. Not. Oh, right. Probably not. Probably That's can. been around for so long. Right. <laughs> still have the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> um, Native Americans, though. I don't know. Nothing. No, I meant the Native team. Oh, hmm. <laughs> Subsequently, so by the way, they're changing their name. They changed. They came out with the nickname, which I still haven't heard. But we were like, so what? We don't care about a nickname. Change the mascot in the name of the team, and they was like, all right, fine, fine. But I, thought, I heard they was changing their nickname too. Yeah, they are. That's what they they first said. Yeah, they came up with the nickname first. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we'll revisit the name at a later date. Right. And it was a hard no. Daryl told me the name of his baby before we started this podcast. I said, what is the baby's name? He told me the name, and then he told me the nickname. (laughs) The nickname don't make sense without the the name. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be called Red Faces. Like, whoa, wait a minute, sir. So, <laughs> so, so to conclude on this topic, to conclude on this topic, um, um, I am now an advocate for single fathers, as I am one, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about more of this type of stuff. Um, I mean, we won't consume the whole podcast with this, but yeah, there's a lot that I didn't know. Like yesterday, yeah. I was researching. Cause I didn't think that I had any rights as a father. So there was a part of me, there was a large part of me that was super upset and sad because I felt helpless about like, wait, I want to be involved in this kid's life. And I feel like I can't be, and I feel like I don't have any, and I know I don't have any rights. And then my friend and I, we got to talking and I started doing some research. I'm like, Oh snap. Yeah, mad rights. I have mad rights. Right. <laughs> mad rights. <laughs> yeah, so if you a single dad out here, stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Um, 
In other news of staying tuned, last topic for the day. Um, this podcast is dedicated to Natasha McKenna. So what I want to do is I don't I don't want to always talk about the more highlighted situations. We need to talk about all of them so that people know that these things are happening. We, we highlight the smaller, we highlight, we highlight certain things that have happened because we can't get to them all. <laughs> we yeah. can't get to them all because there's so many. But while the world is talking about the other ones, amazing. Please continue to do that. We can do our part in talking about, um, I don't want to say lesser ones because they're not lesser ones. They're just lesser spoken about. And so right. um, we will continue on in our um, conversation on the hashtag say her name. So this article is from um, AAPF.org. AAPF stands for the African-American Policy Forum. Um, so it's, it's, by, it's about um, Natasha McKenna. On February 8th, 2015, Natasha McKenna died in Fairfax County Jail after being tased four times with 50,000 volts while in the midst of a schizophrenic episode. The incident was captured on video which was released in September 2015 as part of the Fairfax County Sheriff Office's announcement that those responsible for McKenna's death had been cleared of any wrongdoing. Despite the horrific footage, mainstream media and activists have paid little attention to this case. The following talking points are intended to help raise awareness and generate concern around her story. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but I'll read some of it. Natasha McKenna had a long history of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. So this is like an issue on top of issues. Like also, you know, black people are not allowed. Black people aren't seen as people that have issues and mental issues. It's like we just see black people and we just see the opposition. You know what I mean? Like we aren't people with, we aren't multifaceted people. We aren't complicated people. We just shouldn't be doing what we shouldn't be doing. We just shouldn't be where we shouldn't be. Da, 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 yeah. da. Natasha McKenna had a long history of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. In February 2015, she called 911 during a mental health crisis. Instead of providing her with mental health support, officers brought McKenna to Fairfax County Jail on an outstanding warrant. Police officers are not mental health professionals and often lack the skills of and training necessary to handle such situations. While six deputies pinned McKenna to the ground and repeatedly tased her, she pleaded, you promised you wouldn't kill me. When police are increasingly first responders to calls during mental health crises, racial stereotypes can make black women like McKenna vulnerable to violent restraint and unreasonable force when they should be provided with support and treatment. Wow. We gonna end on sad notes every podcast from for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. So this was you said two thousand eight? Twenty fifteen. Oh, twenty fifteen. Um So, the crazy thing is, so uh, apparently on a 
better note, I guess. Um, <laughs> better than what we feel now. Mm. Apparently, in some places, they are sending, like, if someone calls the police on a drug addict in the street, they're sending social workers um, out first, and then um, the social worker will do what they do. So even if you call 911, if somebody's naked on the side of the road and, you know what I'm saying, like shooting up or whatever, you know what I'm saying, they send a social worker um, to handle the situation rather than a police officer. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. But for the people who um, were not, who did not have this opportunity to have somebody out here who, who out there who might care about them a little bit more, mm -hmm. that sucks. I, I got a lot of things going through my head right now. <laughs> like, I have a lot of different thoughts going through my head because I'm like, this is the same reason why they thought it was okay to be on George Floyd's back and neck like that. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. He was a little lifted. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I got too much going through my head. Somebody else go. Yeah. I will say that this is a large. Yeah, it, it was part just, of it's life. just sad. Like, oh, I, I just kind of. No, you <laughs> no, I was going to say um, that I, I found it very uh, disturbing to hear that she called for help. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that they found another, a different reason to, to I guess, to pain her. Yeah. It's like, that's not what I'm calling for. Like, I'm just so trying to get help. And you, that's, that's, that's disheartening, man. Mm-hmm. Is there's so many cases like that? At least we forget there was a remember there was a young man and there's countless cases like this where there was young a young man he he, he stopped and he rang the doorbell and he knocked on this woman's house to to ask for directions. She called the police and the police came and killed him. Yep. Mm. That's crazy. See, this is why I carry my pistol all the time now. I'm not. I, I'm gonna just say that. That's, this is why I carry my pistol all the time now. Because mm -hmm. I just feel like at some point, it's going to be me or you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, bro, if I wasn't doing... I, I don't have any plans on doing nothing. I ain't got no business doing. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that sucks. That's a terrible thought. To hear, even to hear about the whole situation that happened with that, and not to get off... off subject but the whole situation that happened with the police officers that were sitting in the car and they was talking to themselves saying that we can't wait to kill all these niggas and blah 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 mm. you know yeah. what i'm saying it was two police officers sitting in the car not knowing that they were being recorded and that came out and i'm just like bro like no like i literally carry mine at all times now <laughs> because i'm afraid that i'm not gonna be able to make it home at some point in time whether it be from the police or, or 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 otherwise, you know what I'm saying. Now it's a whole thing going around in Georgia that apparently they got this thing to where for, uh, 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 the KKK or whoever it is, skinheads, whatever they want to be called, they running around here saying they're gonna start killing black people, yep. snatching them up and hanging them. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, this is too much, bro. Like, you can't, you can't, yeah. Like, there's literally nothing we can do. And people are like, man, I, I hate the the whole NFAC situation. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they were they were responding. If, if, does anybody know? We didn't talk about the NFA, NFAC last week. No, it's a... So the NFAC is a, Victoria, you saw them, right? Hmm. Did you see the NFAC? Oh, the Stone Mountain? Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I the did N- see. I did see that. So the NFS. What a beautiful sight. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wanted, did you see it? Nah. Okay. So didn't catch it. So the NFAC is the not effing around coalition. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what they, that's what it stands for. The not effing around oh. coalition. You love it. Got and oh, I've seen this. That's yeah. us for sure. <laughs> right. If you ain't know before, you know now. Right. <laughs> so, what happened was on July third, the KKK. You know how many moms are about to use that? Right. <laughs> 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 right. Boy. Right. Straight up. Awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so on the on July third, um the KKK put out some statement or something saying that at eight o'clock on on fourth of July, they were gonna be out shooting and killing black people. Mm. So at five o'clock on the th- on the fourth of July, the NFAC said, All right, cool. We know where y'all meet. We know where y'all leave from. We gonna show up. We gonna pull up. So it was fifteen hundred of them, and a thousand of them had guns. And they showed up to Stone Mountain, and was like, "Let's see how bad y'all are." We sitting out here. We ready for you. Megaphone in hand. He talking. I mean, he was talking big noise, bro. So, I, like, it made me go. Was it? Was he the? HNIC of the he NFAC. Was the H- he was the HNIC of the <laughs> NFAC. <laughs> he was the HNIC. Official board title. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like they went out there and they were like, we, we, it starts, it started in Georgia. He started it in Georgia. But he was like, we're going to be everywhere. And like, if we got to drive all thousand of us, fifteen hundred of us gotta drive to California for a situation. We will do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where these folks work and how they gonna get this gas money. But he's like, we we gonna do it. We gonna be <laughs> we gonna be there. Not they need yet. to have chapters. Do they have chapters? They explained the chapters at this point. Hey man. But honestly, honestly this is a I, UFR. We gotta do a deep dive on that and yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to say it FAC again. <laughs> but no so again it 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 made me go man like we finally have a black panther type organization again somebody who's willing to protect the 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 black culture black people you know what i'm saying because we don't have that when you have police officers sitting in cars not knowing that they're being taped saying that they're ready to go kill all these niggas you know what i'm saying and and the crazy thing about the nfac dude uh, the 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 hnic of the nfac the the crazy thing about him was he was saying this isn't just for white people 
Mm. He said, if there are any black people who are killing mm. black people, mm. you know what I'm saying? So th- he was like, no, we this has to end now. Mm. It's got to stop. So that's what I really appreciated about it was was the fact that he was like, no, this is not this is this is a black lives matter towards white people and black people. Mm. Anybody can get it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all out here trying to kill each other. Then you can get it, too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I can appreciate that. Like, this isn't this isn't a, a, a hate towards one race. This isn't a um um anti anti race situation. It's a pro pro us yeah. situation. Period. That's good. That's good. So yeah, I appreciate it. <sighs> Thank you, Jared, for giving us a glimmer of hope at the end of this podcast. Really appreciate yep. it. We ain't for violence, but uh the violent take it by force, the Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Zimbo, we ain't for violence. I'm not for violence. We NFA, we NFA too. What? Huh? Not everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. We, we gotta, we gotta wire our, rewire our brains. Right. Yeah. For the new window. We'll come back. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys there for talking with me and talking about these things. Um. We can build off of these off of these topics for sure. And then yep. I mean the podcast won't surround these topics, but things that we have to circle back around to for sure. So thank you, Victoria, for being here, taking time out of your busy schedule. Jared, taking time out of your busy schedule. Side one, same for you. Come back anytime, brother. Yes, you're Appreciate allowed. Victoria, um, Yeah, this is this is this is fun. This is my first podcast I've ever been on, so this is cool. You know, Dope, bring your mic next time because you said you were going to bring your mic and you didn't. And <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> uh, when I saw you walking around, I was like, I ain't getting you. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about me? No. Nah. Uh, my computer is bugging out. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good, man. G- glad you were here, man. That's what's most important. And thank you for having great things to say, too. Victoria said you could come back, so that makes it official. She don't allow. Hey, we let. You don't allow. Man, whatever. She can't. She can barely come back a day himself. So uh, I'm sorry. Who's on this podcast every week? <laughs> Victoria probably got. Who? Victoria probably got the most appearances on this podcast. No, no. She probably does, bro. Yes, consistency. She probably got the most appearances. I, I let oh y'all go. God, y'all so bad. It's, it's, it's way over okay. past the time I said we said that we was gonna go. Appreciate y'all. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Bye. You can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime.
Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.